Section 2. The Latter-day Glory, is probably to begin in America. It is not unlikely that this work of God's Spirit, so extraordinary and wonderful, is the dawning, or, at least, a prelude of that glorious work of God, so often foretold in Scripture, which, in the progress and issue of it, shall renew the world of mankind. If we consider how long since the things foretold as what should precede this great event, have been accomplished, and how long this event has been expected by the Church of God, and thought to be nigh by the most eminent men of God in the Church. And withal consider what the state of things now is, and has for a considerable time been, in the Church of God, and the world of mankind. We cannot reasonably think otherwise, than that the beginning of this great work of God must be near. And there are many things that make it probable that this work will begin in America. It is signified that it shall begin in some very remote part of the world, with which other parts have no communication but by navigation, in Isaiah 69. Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring my sons from far. It is exceeding manifest that this chapter is a prophecy of the prosperity of the church, in its most glorious state on earth, in the latter days. And I cannot think that anything else can be here intended but America by the isles that are far off, from whence the firstborn sons of that glorious day shall be brought. Indeed, by the isles, in prophecies of gospel times, is very often meant Europe. It is so in prophecies of that great spreading of the gospel that should be soon after Christ's time, because it was far separated from that part of the world where the church of God had till then been, by the sea. But this prophecy cannot have respect to the conversion of Europe, in the time of that great work of God, in the primitive ages of the Christian church. For it was not fulfilled then. The isles and ships of Tarshish, thus understood, did not wait for God first. That glorious work did not begin in Europe, but in Jerusalem, and had for a considerable time been very wonderfully carried on in Asia, before it reached Europe. And as it is not that work of God which is chiefly intended in this chapter, but some more glorious work that should be in the latter ages of the Christian church. Therefore, some other part of the world is here intended by the isles, that should be, as Europe then was, far separated from that part of the world where the church had before been, and with which it can have no communication but by the ships of Tarshish. And what is chiefly intended is not the British Isles, nor any isles near the other continent. For they are spoken of as at a great distance from that part of the world where the church had till then been. This prophecy therefore seems plainly to point out America, as the first fruits of that glorious day. God has made as it were two worlds here below, two great habitable continents, far separated one from the other the latter is as it were now but newly created. It has been, till of late, wholly the possession of Satan, the church of God having never been in it, as it has been in the other continent, from the beginning of the world. This new world is probably now discovered, that the new and most glorious state of God's church on earth might commence there. That God might in it begin a new world in a spiritual respect, when he creates the new heavens and new earth. God has already put that honor upon the other continent, that Christ was born there literally and there made the purchase of redemption. So, as providence observes a kind of equal distribution of things, it is not unlikely that the great spiritual birth of Christ, and the most glorious application of redemption, is to begin in this. The elder sister brought forth Judah, of whom Christ came, and so she was the mother of Christ. 
But the younger sister, after long barrenness, brought forth Joseph and Benjamin, the beloved children. Joseph who had the most glorious apparel, the coat of many colors. Who was separated from his brethren, and was exalted to great glory out of a dark dungeon, who fed and saved the world when ready to perish with famine, and was as fruitful bow by a well, whose branches ran over the wall, and was blessed with all manner of blessings and precious things of heaven and earth, through the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush, was, as by the horns of an unicorn, to push the people together, to the ends of the earth, 1 e. Conquer the world. See Genesis 49:22, etc., and Deuteronomy 33:13, etc., and Benjamin, whose mess was five times so great as that of any of his brethren, and to whom Joseph, the type of Christ, gave wealth and raiment far beyond all the rest. Genesis 45:22. The other continent hath slain Christ, and has from age to age shed the blood of the saints and martyrs of Jesus and has often been as it were deluged with the church's blood. God has therefore probably reserved the honor of building the glorious temple to the daughter that has not shed so much blood, when those times of the peace, prosperity, and glory of the church, typified by the reign of Solomon, shall commence. The Gentiles first received the true religion from the Jews God's church of ancient times had been among them, and Christ was of them. But, that there may be a kind of equality in the dispensations of providence, God has so ordered it, that when the Jews come to be admitted to the benefits of the evangelical dispensation, and to receive their highest privileges of all, they should receive the gospel from the Gentiles. Though Christ was of them, yet they have been guilty of crucifying him. It is therefore the will of God, that the Jews should not have the honor of communicating the blessing of the kingdom of God in its most glorious state to the Gentiles. But on the contrary, they shall receive the gospel in the beginning of that glorious day from the Gentiles. In some analogy to this, I apprehend, God's dealings will be with the two continents. America has received the true religion of the old continent. The church of ancient times has been there, and Christ is from thence. But that there may be an equality, and inasmuch as that continent has crucified Christ, they shall not have the honor of communicating religion in its most glorious state to us but we to them. The old continent has been the source and original of mankind, in several respects. The first parents of mankind dwelt there. And there dwelt Noah and his sons. There the second Adam was born, and crucified and raised again and tis probable that, in some measure to balance these things, the most glorious renovation of the world shall originate from the new continent, and the church of God in that respect be from hence. And so it is probable that will come to pass in spirituals, which has taken place in temporals, with respect to America. That whereas, till of late, the world was supplied with its silver, and gold, and earthly treasures from the old continent, now it is supplied chiefly from the new. So the course of things in spiritual respects will be in like manner turned. And it is worthy to be noted, that America was discovered about the time of the Reformation, or but little before which Reformation was the first thing that God did towards the glorious renovation of the world, after it had sunk into the depths of darkness and ruin, under the great anti-Christian apostasy. So that, as soon as this new world stands forth in view, God presently goes about doing some great thing in order to make way for the introduction of the church's latter-day glory, which is to have its first seed in, and is to take its rise from, that new world. It is agreeable to God's manner, when he accomplishes any glorious work in the world, 
in order to introduce a new and more excellent state of his church, to begin where no foundation had been already laid, that the power of God might be the more conspicuous. That the work might appear to be entirely God's, and be more manifestly a creation out of nothing. Agreeable to Hosea 1.10 And it shall come to pass, that in the place where it was said unto the, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. When God is about to turn the earth into a paradise, He does not begin His work where there is some good growth already, but in the wilderness, where nothing grows, and nothing is to be seen but dry sand and barren rocks. That the light may shine out of darkness, the world be replenished from emptiness, and the earth watered by springs from a draughty desert. Agreeable to many prophecies of Scripture, as Isaiah 32:15, Until the Spirit be poured from on high, and the wilderness become a fruitful field. And chapter 41 18, 19. I will open rivers in high places, and fountains in the midst of the valleys I will make the wilderness a pool of water, and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar, the shittah tree, and the myrtle, and oil tree I will set in the desert the fir tree, and the pine, and the box tree together. And chapter 43:20, I will give waters in the wilderness, and rivers in the desert, to give drink to my people, my chosen. And many other parallel scriptures might be mentioned. Now as, when God is about to do some great work for his church, his manner is to begin at the lower end. So, when he is about to renew the whole habitable earth, it is probable that he will begin in this utmost, meanest, youngest, and weakest part of it, where the church of God has been planted last of all. And so the first shall be last and that will be fulfilled in an eminent manner in Isaiah 24:19. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. There are several things that seem to me to argue, that the Son of Righteousness, the Son of the new heavens and new earth, when he rises, and comes forth as the bridegroom of his church, rejoicing as a strong man to run his race, having his going forth from the end of heaven, and his circuit to the end of it, that nothing may be hid from the light and heat of it, 555 shall rise in the west, contrary to the course of things in the old heavens and earth. The movements of providence shall in the day be so wonderfully altered in many respects, that God will as it were change the course of nature, in answer to the prayers of his church. As he caused the sun to go from the west to the east, when he promised to do such great things for his church. A deliverance out of the hand of the king of Assyria, is often used by the prophet Isaiah, as a type of the glorious deliverance of the church from her enemies in the latter days. The resurrection as it were of Hezekiah, the king and captain of the church, as he is called, 2 Kings 25 is given as an earnest of the church's resurrection and salvation, Isaiah 38 6. And as a type of the resurrection of Christ. At the same time there is a resurrection of the sun, or coming back and rising again from the west, whither it had gone down, which is also a type of the sun of righteousness. The sun was brought back ten degrees, which probably brought it to the meridian. The sun of righteousness has long been going down from east to west, and probably when the time comes of the church's deliverance from her enemies, so often typified by the Assyrians, the light will rise in the west, till it shines through the world like the sun in its meridian brightness. The same seems also to be represented by the course of the waters of the sanctuary, Ezekiel 47 which was from west to east. Which waters undoubtedly represented the Holy Spirit, 
in the progress of his saving influences, in the latter ages of the world for it is manifest, that the whole of those last chapters of Ezekiel treat concerning the glorious state of the church at that time. And if we may suppose that this glorious work of God shall begin in any part of America, I think, if we consider the circumstances of the settlement of New England, it must needs appear the most likely, of all American colonies, to be the place whence this work shall principally take its rise. And, if these things be so, it gives us more abundant reason to hope that what is now seen in America, and especially in New England, may prove the dawn of that glorious day. And the very uncommon and wonderful circumstances and events of this work, seem to me strongly to argue that God intends it as a beginning or forerunner of something vastly great. Stillwater's Revival Books is now located at PuritanDownloads.com. It's your worldwide online Reformation home for the very best in free and discounted classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, MP3s, and videos. For much more information on the Puritans and Reformers, including the best free and discounted classic and contemporary books, MP3s, digital downloads, and videos, please visit Stillwater's Revival Books at PuritanDownloads.com. Stillwater's Revival Books also publishes the Puritan Hard Drive, the most powerful and practical Christian study tool ever produced. All thanks and glory be to the mercy, grace, and love of the Lord Jesus Christ for this remarkable and wonderful new Christian study tool. The Puritan Hard Drive contains over 12,500 of the best Reformation books, MP3s, and videos ever gathered onto one portable Christian study tool. An extraordinary collection of Puritan, Protestant, Calvinistic, Presbyterian, Covenanter, and Reformed Baptist resources. It's fully upgradable and it's small enough to fit in your pocket. The Puritan hard drive combines an embedded database containing many millions of records with the most amazing and extraordinary custom Christian search and research software ever created. The Puritan hard drive has been produced to assist you in the fascinating and exhilarating spiritual, intellectual, familial, ecclesiastical, and societal adventure that is living the Christian life. It has been specifically designed so that you might more faithfully know, serve, and love the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as to help you to do all you can to bring glory to His great name. If you want to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, then the Puritan hard drive is for you. Visit PuritanDownloads.com today for much more information on the Puritan hard drive and to take advantage of all the free and discounted Reformation and Puritan books, MP3s, and videos that we offer at Stillwater's Revival Books.